Welcome to the Rex Chapman Show, the 27th Rex Chapman Show with my super cool, super tough, super smart buddy, Josh Hopkins. Super tough. I don't think you've ever said super, super tough. tough before. Yeah. Must oh, be you, the beard. You, the beard? kicks some ass. Well, you do look like you're in a bit of a hostage video. You're in New it Mexico on, movie, on a movie set. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. How's it going, buddy? Looking good. good. It's good. I haven't fallen off a horse yet. That's the thing yeah, I'm most worried a, about. Bit of a Western type yes, of thing. Yes, maybe. yes, a Western. And I'm not much of a, a horseman at, no. at all. No, I hear, I, I hear I did though, this that scene. your horse has a good name, though. Yeah, I hear. my horse's name is Ken. Seriously, <laughs> that's his name. That's his real life name. It's Ken. Kenneth. Does he go by Kenneth? Sometimes. It's, his mom calls him that. <laughs> I was, on, I was on set and I was supposed to take my horse right up to this little stump pole and, and dismount. And they said, action. And all these, you know, Chuck Wagon came by and all these extras. And I'm sitting there, go horse, go, Ken, let's go. You know, I'm supposed to be riding into town. And the Wranglers off to the side of the camera go, he's peeing. <laughs> so I look, and <laughs> Ken is peeing and he pees for two minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think they, they call it peeing like a racehorse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a reason. <laughs> Finally he went and I pulled up, you know, the this little stump and got off and and the uh DP was like, hey, can next time can you have him come like right here? I was like, <laughs> no, I'm going where Ken takes me. I'm not riding I don't have Ken. Much say in the, carrying in the... me. Okay. <laughs> and so, so I think we just kept the first one and moved on. Oh, that's great. That's great. Uh, well, it's good to see you, buddy. Um, great to you see know, been we second. got uh, we got a good show today. Uh, oh. episode 27. Mm. Who are the great 27s of all time? Mm. Um, well, I watched uh, Monday night or Monday night football, and Eddie Eddie George is a hell of a 27. Eddie George. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, our guy, uh, B more Jamal Murray. 27. Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. Can't forget and the I cat. That, and the big Frenchman out in Utah, they call him Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. <laughs> yeah. Big yeah. long. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, some people say it different, but it's Mike Gobert. Trout. It's definitely Gobert. It's Mike, Mike Trout. Trout. I think he's wow. Big. Yeah. You know, they didn't, they didn't rock 27 much when we were young, did they? Well, 27 to me still is, uh, you know, uh, CBS in, in Lexington, Channel 27. Yeah, <laughs> Channel yeah. 27. That's yeah, right. That's, that's right. That's 27. Uh, well, we got the NBA season starting today. And real quick, I got a message from a friend a little while ago. You know the friend, but I don't want to call him out here. And he said, remember back in the day when point guards were supposed to be the leaders of your team and lead in every way? And he said, what's up with Kyrie and Ben Simmons? Oof. So – I think that's, I don't know, it's a little harsh, but weird times we're living in. I sure hope we get to see those guys play basketball this year. I know. Um, it seems like Ben Simmons wonderful. had his feelings hurt. And I, so I know. He's, and he's upset. You know, it ha Shit like that happens when you're a young player. It really, it really can. Sure. You, and because when you think about this, and really it's for both of these guys right now, Kyrie and Ben, you know, the Nets came out and said they weren't going to, you know, negotiate an extension right now. And in Kyrie's world, that's this is the first time that he's being told something like that. Ben Simmons, number one pick, both of them, 
the first time in his life, you know, not college, not high school, the first time in, in his life that a team is maybe saying, yeah, we don't want you. Maybe we want somebody else. It's really hard to go through. I'm just, I'm just pulling for these guys to, to pull through and, and uh, you know, persevere and get back to playing basketball. Cause man, I love watching them play. Yeah, um, me too. Right. Right. Uh, Kyrie just seems kind of like a contrarian and wants to be different. Like uh, he almost seems like he's trying to get a little attention. I don't know. He, ben Simmons seems like his feelings are hurt. And Kyrie seems like he, I don't know. It's kind of annoying to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I know he's, he's magic on that basketball court and they got a, they got a real chance. Who do you think comes out of the East and West this year, Josh? I mean, what we all, well, not you hope, but I, I just love to say Brooklyn and the Lakers. I mean, it would just be yeah. a dream matchup if no one's, if they're all healthy and they play yeah. in the final, that would be. That'd be I would, I'll, t- I'll take that as long as the Lakers beat the Suns in the finals of the West, but okay. really I'm not going to take it. Um, Suns, Brooklyn finals. Suns, now you're Brooklyn. going, are you going heart or head with that? Uh, both. Okay. A little bit okay. of both. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, you know what, Josh? Let's jump right into episode 27 with Frank Caliendo. Hold on. Did you read anything while we were off? We had a long time uh, off. Did you, you did know there was anything that you read? No, I caught up, but I did catch up a lot on sleep. I didn't read oh, anything. Oh, that's yeah. great. Did you? Did you? Uh, well, have you ever heard of the author Tom McPhillips? Yes. I uh, didn't read anything. Of, I didn't read anything this time, so that's been book club. Okay. Sure has. All right. Well, that's uh, fine. Let's get into Frank Caliendo. Hang on. We're going to talk to Frank Caliendo today, but I think, uh, well, hang on. It looks like we got Bill Walton. Let's go straight to Bill Walton. What would we do? Why would we spend this time? I only have so much time on this earth as it rotates on its axis around whatever it is that the earth rotates on. Think about it for a second. As we orbit the sun, the greatest solar adventure of all time, the planet earth, the third rock from the sun, not only a way to say what the earth is, but a fantastic sitcom back in the day. How great it is. Say hello and let me run with it for all time. Rex Chat. A 97-inch vertical at the University of Kentucky. Has there ever been a player with the ability to go outside and then go inside as well? Yes, uh, about 500 other guys. And I went into Marvel, but there, yes, with authority, Caliendo making a reference to the newly <laughs> retired Marv Albert, one of the finest broadcasters in the history of Western civilization, not unlike the statements that Bill Walton would make. That is exactly what I'd say, Marv, going from voice to voice, not necessarily understanding what we have to say. This is Rex Chapman's podcast, and he's barely even talked. There's a hostage crisis. Look at this man down in the lower left corner. If you're Frank Caliendo, it's Robin Williams. Oh, my gosh, what would it have done if I was in a hostage movie? And we're dancing, and we're dancing, and we're back. Madonna, Madonna, here we go. Let me free and let it be. Here it is. All right. Is that oh it? my God. Oh my God. Uh, uh, <laughs> no questions. Just keep uh, going. Uh, uh, all right, guys. <laughs> uh, 
that's that's, that's a hell of an intro uh, well, guys you, frank caliendo is on the show uh this week <laughs> <laughs> buddy how are you man it's good. finally good to hook up yeah it's uh it's been great it's so funny because when i first i think you, you may not remember this i don't know how good your memory is but um my, mine's uh mine's not mine's may fair to midland at best at this point but um I, when I would see you on, you know, Twitter, I would go, you know, originally you might've had four, three, 400,000 followers at the time. I'm going, it is so weird that this internet guy who's doing blocker charge has the same name as Rex Chapman. The guy, one of my friends, Dave Van Beek couldn't stop talking about it. Waukesha South high school. I was like, uh, I was like, what? No way that, the, well, could it be, could there just be another Rex Chapman or somebody because you have what? What's in your um, the the icon there or whatever the picture? Is that Prince? Uh, uh, it's well, it's, it was me when I was young. I looked a lot like Prince. Really? Is that you? It looks like... <laughs> it's Prince. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. 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 Because I, I was like, holy cow, diamonds and pearls. Um, oh, uh, holy crazy. diamonds and pearls, Batman. Like, like what's going on here? Like what? Like what? Holy raspberry beret. <laughs> I went instead of Robin. I went straight to Shaggy. Another Casey, Casey. Uh, like straight to Shaggy. Like like Casey Casey. Got to go Casey Casey. Like hey Batman. Like it's no. I'm going way up there. Rut row can't do it anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, what's this guy doing? I, I mean, this guy's stealing Rex Chapman's identity. And uh, <laughs> and then I think I reached out to you or saw something, and I was like, uh, yeah. yeah. I was like, hey, I don't, are you Rex Chapman? And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, well that. That still doesn't make and, sense. And I was a huge fan, though. I oh, was you were. a huge fan of yours. Yeah. You you knew me from basketball, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, more so college, the legend than college. Yeah. I mean, I right. knew you played in the NBA. Um, right. Uh, and I, I, you know, what's funny is I, I live in Phoenix and I had – this sounds terrible, but it's honesty. I, I have a problem with that. Man, I'd forgotten that you played with, uh, you know, the Suns. It's, with the Suns, yeah. yeah it's, well, how did you negotiate this last, uh, you know, the finals? Being a Wisconsin kid and now living in Phoenix when the Phoenix Suns had their best year ever. Um, one, it was brutal because I had, let's see, I had basically – been rooting for the bucks you know i, I listen I, I don't have strong allegiances i'm the, i'm the wishy-washiest sports person ever <laughs> because and it's, i'm gonna just backtrack here for a second and like it's happened mostly because of football in football uh you know you meet players and you become friends with players not like super close friends but you become friends with players and then you root for the player one not to get hurt and two right. to have a good game and so I, I just like to see, you know, good games in general. But in terms of basketball, you know, I did the LeBron letter. Uh, so why, and my wife's from Cleveland. Um, wow. I grew up in Milwaukee. Uh, so, yeah, I, I was rooting. I rooted, rooted for the Bucks, you know, for many years. Not always vocally, but behind the scenes kind of, you know, cared about what was happening with the Bucks. But this year, as the Suns were ascending, I bought season tickets. So, as soon as you, I had an investment into the team, I was like, well, now I need the, the, the Suns to win. That's just, I just want my tickets to be worth more because um, so, I'm a money guy. So it, I was rooting for the Bucks all the way up until, uh, you know, they got to the finals. I'm like, the first year I really, truly start rooting for the Suns full out. And now the Bucks are in the finals against them. And I, listen, I thought the 
I thought the Suns had it. I mean, I was talking to uh, people from Milwaukee and, you know, the first two games they were playing, you know, the finesse speed ball and, you know, the kid, you know, young kids. Uh, I know Chris Paul's a little older, um, but, you know, in, in general, it was the young kids and they were just moving up and down the court and they're playing aggressively. And all, then all of a sudden it was like they, they had to move up to a heavier, you know, they were moved up to heavyweight fight uh, yeah. and the Bucks turned into, you know, what did they average, like 50 pounds a guy more? Then, uh, it's just crazy, you know, and, and Phoenix had it all going their way. But the one thing about it, Giannis had been out, you know, right. leading up. And yeah. once I remember seeing him before game one, you know, there was a question whether he was going to play or not. Watching him warm up or the pre-warm up, you're going, how in the world is this guy doing this? I mean, and you knew he'd be a little winded. But the longer the series went on, yeah. he was going to get better and better because his wind was going to get better. It was well, remember, cr- crushing his, for a Suns fan. Yeah, and his leg bent the opposite way. I know. Like, like, how does that come back? And then, remember, he was leaving early in games, and nobody knew what was going on. He's like, uh, how you say, uh, got to take a tinkle, have to take a tinkle. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was, uh, you know, there was that. And then uh, who who's the, um, I, I can I, I, I'm, this is the, the one of my uh, problems. I never remember names. Sorry. Right. But who's the What's big the guy? Sons? No, on the Bucks, big guy, um, Stanford. Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez. Yeah, I always think yeah. Robin Lopez and Robin played there right. a little bit. But Brooke Lopez started using the big body. And when the, once yeah. those guys started, it was like men playing against, uh, you know, almost not, I don't want to say high schoolers, but it felt almost like, men playing college kids yeah it's, it's and you, and you forget you forget with brooke great point if you forget with brooke he was drafted as a top five center when centers played with their back to the basket yeah i mean he's he's become this he's essentially a two guard now but when yeah. they needed him to go down and get dirty in the post last year he was he was able to do yeah. that and i mean he hits the shots from the outside and uh you know like you said as a two he's yeah, they just that, that it all came together for the Bucks, and yeah. you know, for me, it was like a no lose situation. I, you know, I could have looked at it as a no win yeah. situation, but it was like, you know what, Milwaukee needs something like that. It feels good for Milwaukee to get that, and you know, you know, so yeah. much family back there and friends that were all excited about it, and you know, they have winter. <laughs> the NBA is back, and at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA, the key to victory is a strong starting five. New customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with new same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code Chapman. Bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code Chapman. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You grew up playing sports, Frank? Yeah. I, I 
I was, uh, you know, I grew up in Waukesha, Wisconsin. So um, how big, how big is that? Uh, well, it's a suburb of Milwaukee, 13 miles west of Milwaukee. So okay. Waukesha, right. Waukesha County's JJ Watt. I'm trying to think of anybody who's come out of there. Um, Waukesha, John Anderson, who played for the Packers, uh, Les Paul, guitar. Okay, um, yeah. There's, you know, I'm in, I'm in like the top 20 of people probably to come out of Waukesha. <laughs> so that's, it's, it doesn't have that great of uh, a history. Um, I, I know I'm missing some people. People will be like, you know, who else came from there? Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> people will be like, Kelly Ando thinks he's in the top 20. He doesn't, he doesn't make it to the top 100. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so, I grew up, my dad was a minor league baseball player um, before I was born. He played for the Sarasota Sun Sox and the White Sox organization. Oh, wow. Uh, he went to, he was from Elmwood Park, Illinois, suburb of Chicago, um, went to Triton Junior College where Kirby Puckett went to school um, or to, to, to um, you know, Juco. And then uh, Eastern Illinois, um, home of Tony Romo, Jim, here we go, Eastern Illinois. <laughs> Um, and, uh, then went out and played a couple of, you know, seasons, uh, went to rookie ball and I think maybe something else, but he went to play, played like three years that couldn't hit. He was a middle infielder, you know, little Italian guy who never knew how, you know, he, he self-taught how to play baseball. Um, you know, uh, that's amazing. Yeah. Kind of like an Archibald Moonlight Graham type without the magic of stepping on the diamond and saving a child. Um, Listen, I got all the field of dreams, Raph. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go nat the natural here uh, in a few seconds. So, um, so yeah, we grew up playing baseball, football, basketball. Even though you know, Wisconsin, you think hockey too, I guess. But we didn't. We weren't into hockey. Um, I played football a little bit till about eighth, ninth grade. My knee tore in half. I was a running back, believe it or not. And uh, I. Believe uh, it. Yeah, I went running to the a sweep uh, to the outside and we were scrimmaging the sophomores and I got hit high and low at the same time and tore my ACL. Uh, I never got it fixed either. And uh, apparently I never needed it. Um, uh, but I played <laughs> you baseball. You did uh, No, I mean, I, I mean, what was I going to do? I mean, I, I was I was playing. I love baseball and I was a zero tool player. So it was that kind of a thing. <laughs> they looked for five tools. I had none of them. Um <laughs> So, and, and uh, basketball, I'm five, six and no leaping ability whatsoever. So, and, and, you know, set shot Buford, fish that, uh, fish that say Pittsburgh. We got that in there. Am I making all the references? Metal yes, Lark. you are. My favorite. Oh, did you love that? My movie? It's movie. the fish. Yes, I did. The fish that say Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah, I got, I, I, listen, I got great references if you're uh, somewhere between 90 and 150 years old. <laughs> but that had great people. I had Dr. J, that had Metal Lark Lemon, um, and it was just and, one of those. Uh, what, what's her name? I'm going to get it wrong. Rizzo from Greece. Oh, really? I don't Andres. even know. Mm. Yeah, Jonathan oh. talking about. I think Jonathan Winters was in it. He was the team owner, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah. Playing, I was play, playing with, uh, you know, all those train sets. There we go. That edition's going to be good. Um, <laughs> so I grew up more playing baseball because at least I thought I had a chance, you know, because it doesn't. You know, baseball is the great equalizer. It doesn't matter how tall you are. You, you, you could, you know, really, you got to be fast to be able to throw the ball. But um, I was okay. We played. Um, junior olympic baseball we actually won the national championship in 1988 nice. yeah you know that's Fantastic. my thing. i was an all-american i did not that i'm you know 
really <laughs> proud of it or anything. But everybody's um, got a scrapbook. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I got I got some for other people that I just paste my face into. <laughs> uh, so um, the, we won the 14 and under in Urbandale, Iowa, and then the 18 and under that was there actually had a team that was comprised of some pretty good players, one of which was Craig Council. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, so Craig, yeah, the craziest batting stance. And my brother used to throw batting practice to Craig. <laughs> He's now the Brewers manager. And, uh, you know, Ter Greg was that Terry or Rico? Rico, my brother Rico. Yeah. Wow, somebody's been Googling. Um, <laughs> so, no, I'm uh, just fa big fans of Rico. Oh, yeah. Rico, Rico. He, Rico's yeah. actually, Rico's got a band now. So, uh, he's got a who tribute. I know. No, oh, of course you know. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, he, um, you know, that was, that, that was my little clan fan. I love baseball. You know, I watch, I would watch the natural, I don't know. Were you, were you um, superstitious at all playing basketball? You know, I, I, I was at times, I guess yeah. early on, earlier in my career. I, and then yeah. I became less superstitious over time, but yeah. Yes. If you're asking, I got, I had a big night on the bulls once uh, uh, late in my career and uh, had peanut butter and jelly for before that game and ate peanut butter and jelly for three weeks before yeah. every game. So yeah. yeah, maybe a little superstition. Yeah, see, I used to watch the natural before every game. And if I, if I went, if I didn't watch the natural it was weird, I wouldn't have a good game. And I was starting, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch wow. this every, remember Wade Boggs used to eat chicken before every game. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think baseball is a more superstitious sport overall. I, you know, I don't, I don't know why that is. <laughs> But I feel like baseball a lot of, a lot of time to sit over there yeah. and think and contemplate. <laughs> There's <laughs> always a lot so, of time. So, uh, Frank, I think what I have seen you for the first time, I'm trying to think back, but what year did you go to Mad TV? Well, the, my trajectory, if you can call it that, I, I went to, I was in college until I got to work this backwards myself. I was in college yeah. till 1996. I went to the University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee. And then uh, I graduated from there and started doing some stand-up comedy a little bit during, but waited until the end to really start doing it. Um, and uh, so 96, I started uh, and was doing some colleges within about a year, somewhere in there. And I think it was on, t on TV by like 1999, might've been like only three years of doing it. I was I was getting on there. I got on the Craig Kilborn show. Kill me. Wow. Oh, yeah. You got to love me. Um, God. So That's did crazy. the did Kilborn and then uh, had a Comedy Central half hour, I think. Or no, I did Premium Blend for Comedy Central. And then I got a show called Hype on the WB. That was this was all in 1999. And I got a development deal because I went there and just did a bunch of impressions and nobody was doing impressions at the time. So I got the deal with Warner Brothers um, and we, a show called Hype came out and it was a big thing for um, for the WB. Uh, they were like, you know, Steve Harvey was on at the time. Jamie Foxx had his show and they wanted to go out and sketch and they put sketch in primetime, which has never had a, a great history. Sketch has always been better for late. Yeah. Night. Um, but they gave it a try. And it was the whole night was because they were so happy and excited about the show was 
hype night on the WB. You know, for like we were premiering and it, it's hype night on the WB. Three weeks later, it's the WB Sunday. You know, so we, we knew we were going down when it wasn't hype night anymore. Um, so that that moved on. That that show got canceled. And then um, I auditioned for Mad TV and then said I didn't want to go back for any more auditions. They tried to keep me going back during that hype when that um, when that uh, process was going on. And I got the development deal before hype came on the air. So after hype got canceled, they just kind of put me on Mad TV. The president of Fox, um, Gail wow. Berman, I believe was her name saw me somewhere and was like you we'll just put you on mad tv and mad tv had wanted me from before so they just kind of put me on the show i didn't have to audition again um and what was really big was that the nfl on fox kimmel had been having me on doing the john madden thing um and madden didn't like me at all didn't, i know you know i don't think anybody there really liked jimmy kimmel at the time because he was just nudge people i mean he'd make everybody mad right that that's just jimmy that's that's his kind of comedy i'm <laughs> cherubic and silly jimmy's gonna you know bother you until he gets the the lab he's brilliant at it you know it's just a different style um so uh i got offered the nfl on fox gig uh there were auditions and there were great people auditioning um jeff dunham and his puppets <laughs> i know yeah uh, who's become massive like he was he was yeah. kind of on a downswing from where he was at that time and he'd actually told me it was him or his puppet walter i don't remember which told me but <laughs> one of them told me that uh, what the hell um i do a walter impression what the hell um he had told me that uh that was a big moment for him by not getting that gig it actually pushed him to do some other stuff and he you know he became a, a stadium ventriloquist um so that was uh uh he was one of the, the people uh we all did audition tapes the other audition tape was a point counterpoint and it was craig robinson um you know wow. from hot tub high machine yeah. the office all kinds of stuff and uh, uh billy gardell you know uh so it was craig <laughs> and billy, hey frank what's going on here uh i was almost the johnny Caponera. sorry so um so it was uh, that and I got I got the gig because they're like, well, this can go on and on and on. Craig and uh, Billy were great, I guess, too. They were the, with the puppets. They're like, I don't know if that'll work every week. And Terry Bradshaw watching a puppet every week trying to explain to him. It's not real. Terry. Yeah. What do you mean? It's not real. It's not real. It's not real. Or it's not a person. I can't tell. Um, so. So, yeah, the NFL and Fox stuff start, you know, that was a tough thing, because when you're in sports and comedy, and this, this was just, I, I kind of fell into sports and comedy because that's how I grew up. I always tell people, you know, if they want to get into entertainment in any way, shape or form, take the classes in, in school, take the, you know, some uh, theater arts, that type of stuff. Pay attention in history, which I never did. Pay attention in literature, learn about history and writing and all sorts of stuff like that. Um, have a better than average grasp of science if you can know a little bit more than everybody, you seem like a genius. All you have to know is a little, you don't have to be Elon Musk, right? You don't have to be him. You just have to know a little bit more than everybody. Like, oh my gosh, this, this guy, this person knows everything. Um, so genius. yeah, they think, they, they, so uh, I wish I'd pay more attention to that stuff, but I just, sports was my thing. You know, I was a catcher in baseball. So I would talk to the, you know, the batters and the ump and I'd make them laugh and try and throw them off that way and just be silly. Uh, and goofy. Um, 
And uh, that was what I knew. So I knew sports a little bit. I didn't, you know, I didn't have a, you know, people think I have this incredible inside knowledge of, you know, sports and, Oh, no, I, I just like sports and have played sports. I, I, you know, I don't know more than the average fan. And that's sometimes it's better to come that from that direction. And sometimes it's better to know a lot more. Um, probably would be better for me. But I never wanted to be a sports comedian. That was never my you, intent. Do I recall it right that you got a little pushback once when you got on the, on the NFL show? Um, as far as just uh, were you welcomed? Um, oh no no they, no! Because no, you they, weren't a football guy, you know per se. No, they hated. Or, they had. They had. They, they didn't. You know, there was a dislike. I thought I remembered that a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know, you're making fun of the thing about you know. I think a lot of professional sports, and especially football, is if you're not from the club, it's it's weird to be making fun of guys in the club. You know, yeah, that's yeah. that's the difficult thing. So you you know, th- I'm, I'm this goofy comedian guy coming on doing silly voices. Uh, and, and they're kind of like, what, what do what are you doing here after four or three or four years of Kimball, just pushing them, you know, pushing all their buttons and driving them crazy. Um, I thought the first three, four weeks I was going to be fired. I, you know, the first one wow. fell real kind of, the first one is actually pretty good, but they didn't know how to react because nobody made fun of them. Uh, I did a yeah. bunch of auditions. It was like De Niro and, um, I don't remember who all of them were, but you know, there were some staple impressions. And um, uh, Robin Williams, who's still alive at the time, and maybe an Adam Sandler, I'm not sure. But but the, it went. It actually was pretty good, but I didn't make fun of the guys at all. So thus, they didn't have anything to come back with. And that's what we, you know, we found is you had to make fun of each guy basically once. If you went to the well too much, it started to feel like, uh, <laughs> I don't know about this. So um, so the third or fourth week, I did, a, uh, I think it was a – trying to think of the, the exact order but i there were two that made a turn around and it was i did jimmy johnson on his boat and it was an okay impression but it was a good sketch like you know you know i'm just throwing little lines in there like, there's my stripper pole you know and stuff like this. <laughs> you know he's talking about all the stuff on his boat how about them towel boys and and everything uh, and the other one was a jim rome impression which was only for a few people but the few people who got it thought it was the greatest thing that had ever happened how great is that incredible phenomenal arugula so we had a guy who looked like you know al davis was still alive at the time and we had a guy that was like a hundred years old playing al davis and he just kept falling asleep during the interview and it was actually i i called kimmel and said man this gig is hard he's like here's what you do you got a guy you got to do something uh you, you know you get an old guy to play al davis and to, and and then that got us kind of on the roll and, and started going. So that's great. Um, yeah. When did you the, know you had this this talent ability? Like, did you make fun of teachers in school? Could you do voices then? When did you know? Yeah, there was a guy. You know, there were teachers. Uh, Mr. Christensen, the basketball coach, coach uh, he taught um, U.S. history and geography. And he would go, Mr. Caliendo, can you uh, come up to the map and show us where uh, Nebraska is? And I go up and point to Blue. He goes, sit down, Mr. Caliendo. You know, shoot some free throws. Let's, uh, let's, go, uh, let's go run some laps and uh, shoot some free throws. Shoot some free throws. Get tired. Get tired. Get tired. Everybody get tired. Because that's, that's when you lack concentration. And, uh, you know, take the cookie out. Take the cookie out. So... Um, and there was a guy, Darren Barsh, that was a, a friend of mine. He was like one of the guys that all the girls loved. And uh, he'd have, he's, he was always feathering the hair. He had the, the, the pocket comb and he'd pull it out. 
and fed, you know, pull the hair back. And he always flaring his nostrils. Like just kind of, you know, it was almost like the Roxbury guys, uh, you know, dun, 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 dun. but it, you know, it was 1991, 92 at the time. Um, super tan guy. Uh, and, um, so he, uh, so I would do like impressions of friends and stuff like that. I never thought about this stuff. I mean, did little bits of voice, but I think everybody does that. You do, you know, mess around with your friends and stuff like that. But it wasn't until college, I took broadcast journalism classes. I was like messing around with trying to figure out the John Madden voice and the Pat Summerall, Pat Summerall along with John Madden. I'm like, there you go. Boom. And it's funny because I don't have this terrible itch. I, I must have eaten something. I don't know. Um, but with the energy, people think I'm on some type of drugs. That's that's a crazy. <laughs> there's always people like, what, what are you doing? I'm like, what do you mean? Like, uh, you're fidgeting a lot. I'm like, yeah, I, I've got this itch. Got like, this itch. Yeah, the itch for what? What are you itching for, man? Uh, you need me to get you something? Like, no. What? And what can you get? Who are you? Uh, so, uh, so you so knew then, you knew you had the talent, but you didn't until college start to assert it, start to really like, I oh, I can. Yeah, because I had to go. I would have to. It was at a point where I was going to have to go get a real job, right? I mean, oh, I don't. Hell yeah, I don't want to do that. It's uh, I uh, I I went to broad went into broadcast journalism because I loved TV as a kid. I never felt I was never one of the people who wanted to go ask all the questions. I felt like I was in a bothering people. I still have that kind of thing today. I don't like to perform to an audience who's not really excited to see me. It's one of those kind of things. It's like yeah. go to, to a neutral audience. You're kind of like, you know, in somebody else's show, you're kind of like, eh, you know, they're there and they're, <laughs> they're ready to see you. It's for me, it's more fun. I don't like that. You know, some people love that. Some people love, I'm going to win this crowd over. I'm like, no, nah. daunting. I've spent enough time winning people over in my life. I, <laughs> I'd rather have it. You know, Seinfeld talks about, you don't know if you're funny. How do you know if you're funny? They didn't see you. I'm like, well, yeah, that's uh, I don't care if I'm funny. It's, I, just want it to be, I just want the people happy. Um, Frank, Frank, from the time, from the time you start, I mean, just pick someone from the time you go, all right, you know, this is someone I can do or that I want to do from the time you start, to the time you've got it down. I mean, how long a process is that? Also, what kind of also walk us through the process. Like, yeah, how do you, how do you do this? Well, first of all, you never know what's going to work. You never know what's going to hit. Um, you, 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 so you just throw things out and practice them, right? You just throw things out and start thinking maybe this person, what, like a reason for a Charles Barkley, if Charles Barkley was only about basketball, that would be one thing. It would be very specific audience. But when Charles Barkley goes on and has, you know, he's a, he's a pitch guy. He's selling things yeah. on TV. Now he's in commercials. He's part of the pop culture. And it's, Barkley is, and for me, this has become something like very interesting to me, especially where I'm at, at, at in my life, is Barkley is one of the few people that's like completely honest, right? He'll just go out there and just say, you know, things that you're like, I can't believe he's saying this. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, like uh, I talk about it like a couple years ago. Um, Draymond Green, uh, you know, the Golden State Warriors. He mm -hmm. Barkley went on t television and uh, on TNT and said, I want to punch Draymond Green in the face. Now, everybody went crazy about that. Like, you got to apologize. And Barkley's not the kind of guy to get out the piece of paper and go, I apologize for the following reasons my lawyer says I should be sorry. You know, he's not going <laughs> to do that. He's, he, but he found something. You know, they made him do it because it was starting to snowball. And they, they you know, 
he went up there and I could not believe that he did this because it was the most brilliant. It's almost like a cheat code in a video game. It's like he went up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, B, A, start, you know, or zero, zero, seven, three, seven, three, five, nine, six, three. We're going straight to Tyson, knucklehead. So he went on television for this Draymond Green thing. He looked directly in the camera and did, said something he could live with that worked enough. He looked in the camera and said, I apologize for recognizing that Draymond Green has such a punchable face. And that's basically what he said. And he was he was on. You know, he got 50 extra lives. You know, it was like, that's Charles. Bain. You know, they'll ask Charles Barkley. They'll, they'll be like, what do you think about uh, what's going on in the Middle East? And they'll put him on CNN to do that. Yeah. And be like, yeah. well, here, here's what I think, tiny little wolf blitzer. First of all, sit in my pocket for a little bit. Wolf, wolf, we're, we're going to get you nicely groomed. This is going to be very, very good. We'll get a full moon and you'll become full on wolf blitzer, knucklehead. So it, this is what I think, Wolfie. Here's what the problem is. I think it's ridiculous that you guys put me on CNN to talk about the Middle East. That's one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard in my entire life, guys. Come on. All right. Next segment. So, I mean, he's even honest <laughs> about that. Uh, so, uh, so you have to find somebody that is in, that's enough, well-known enough yeah. that, that people will get it. Now that's a little different in the day of, in this, these days, because all you have to do in these days is find a, a, a niche, a niche or a niche that's, uh, I combined those two and got niche. Um, <laughs> that, that's that, N-E-E-C-H, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Two E's. <laughs> that people can share with each other. You know, like people will do that now. So you can have a yeah. more specific impression that's not for everybody and it'll get shared all over the place that's the you know that's the whole that's exact that's Sorry, what that's I what tiktok is um my phone keeps going out like siri thinks i'm talking to her but, uh, but i have nothing to say to you knucklehead that's what it's all about um so um in terms of, i'm trying to think here so in terms of like the um the impressions that you go and look for uh you have to find somebody that you think could catch on with something otherwise it's just a waste i have a friend yeah. who does uh uh you know some very offbeat a couple of people i know that do very offbeat impressions um and uh i'm like that's just a waste of time like a presidential candidate to me a presidential candidate that doesn't win this, these things take a lot of time. If you don't have it like that, yeah. it's 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 like John Lovitz working on Michael Dukakis. Now what? Listen, I <laughs> if he'd have won, I'd have been a hero. But um, what's his name? Romney. Like people are like work on a Romney. I'm like, well, if he doesn't win, it's a waste of months. You know, yeah. it's uh, yeah. months. Is it is it a month months long process? For oh, you it to could be years. If you listen to my first John Madden, sounds like hey, here's a guy. Or my George W. Bush back. Those are the two or two of them that you know made people know who I was. Um, a lot of those impressions, they they start, but nobody's doing them. Once people start to like, how many Donald Trumps have you heard now? Yeah, and they yeah. and it's it's like, well, there's some. Oh, how many Christopher Walkins? They could be high, it could be low, it could be in the middle. Just make sure you get the speech pattern right. Accentuate the wrong <laughs> syllables. Whisper now um so you find those different impressions um now you have to have the take and you can come from two different ways you can come from pure hate or you find an emotion and attach it you can come from hate i'll use alec baldwin as an example 
Alec Baldwin's Donald Trump came from just his pure hatred of Donald Trump, right? And right. wherever somebody's political, where's in the political spectrum, that's not what I'm talking about here for the audience. So it's like, I, right. but you can feel that coming through. You can feel the disdain. Yeah. I actually get ripped for my, my, my Trump being a little too nice. And I'm like, but yes, I'm not enough people. He does enough things that people say stuff. And right. It's all out there. <laughs> you don't need me to be part yeah. of it. That, but the, my, what I would do with Donald Trump or what I've done with Donald Trump is I, I, I go, I'm amazed that the fact that he can say something, somebody can say, you just said that and say, I never said it. I never said it once. Like we just played it back. You're actually saying it. You said it 30 seconds. I never said that. Maybe it was somebody else saying it. Do you think it was somebody else, quite frankly? And, you know, I've got him down to just three words. Probably, quite frankly, quite frankly, probably, probably, quite frankly, quite frankly, probably, probably, quite frankly, quite frankly, probably. Quite frankly, probably, probably, quite frankly. It's like Groot in Guardians of the Galaxy. I am Groot. What are you going to do about it? Probably, quite frankly. <laughs> so um, that's Very the take. Cool. When you find the take on, on the person, <laughs> what's what's the thing that makes them, you know, interesting? What's the, what's the, what's the, and I always try to go from lighthearted and fun. What's, even if I don't like the person, I find something that I like about them. Jeff Goldblum can meander through anything. Uh, you ask him a question, oh, why, uh, uh, yes or no, maybe. Uh, I'm not really sure. Why, why, why is my favorite letter. But before uh, it's a part-time vowel, it is, yes. Why uh, can be a, a, a vowel or a consonant, a consonant, a vowel, a vowel. Which is it? It decides, uh, depending on the situation. Uh, uh, vowels, consonants will uh, find a way to survive. They will, uh, yes. You know, so it's, what's the, what's the take on the person what's you know there's lots of voices i could do that don't have a take uh and um so let's go to the process the process is basically you find a word or a sound and you start with that sound like jeff goldblum you can just start with uh, uh, uh and just go why 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 ooh ooh why ooh yes yes okay uh and now and now Gosh. so you 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 find the you can find the pitch in there, but it doesn't have to be perfect because of the stuff I said about walking before. So let's go, um, let's take a, there's a bass voice that I don't know why it works for so many, but it, it really does. You can find tons of voices just going back to Kermit the Frog. And I've, I've, I've been doing this, you know, probably 20 years of this reference. And it's, for, it's been for different people throughout time. But Kermit the Frog, hi ho, Kermit the Frog here, which is Jim Henson is here, right? Jim Henson and Kermit the Frog, a you know, so you you yeah. do this, you know, Ernie, Bert, oh Bert, Ernie, and Frank Oz is another one. If you add, you know, if you have uh, Ernie and Bert, you know, and you combine them too, you get Patrick Mahomes. Okay, that sounds pretty good. So there's an interesting thing there, but. Kermit the Frog, hi ho, Kermit the Frog here. And then if you bring it down a little bit, becomes John C. Riley. Did you touch my drum set? Did you touch my drum set? <laughs> then if you add some air, if you add some air and some like some genius to it, it becomes Mark Ruffalo. Geez, Tony, I, I see this as an absolute win. I, I didn't even know. It's a lot of aw shucks. Oh, geez, Tony. Then you can actually um, turn it into Joe Rogan. Wow, Jamie, pull it up, Jamie. Oh my God, that's crazy. Oh. So 
all those voices. Then you, if you add more, you know, add more Frank Oz, oh, it becomes Ray Romano. No, no, you know, all those, and they're all so similar. Dude, um, that's amazing. Those it's are all like can you sing the voice, right? Yeah, are you musical? You got this ear. You have to. I, I, I got your, some, but your I, voice. Yeah, can't you just, sing? I could, I could. I never worked yeah. on it. I never really worked on it. Um, okay. Because the thing about singing impressions, just impressions, um, you, all you could, I always thought you could, all you can really do is rhyme with them, right? You're not really doing jokes, you're rhyming things. And that never interested me. And I was never really, a, yeah. I was never really into music. I was more listening to, you know, how people said stuff. I mean, I'm going to backtrack another one. So I did a thing, a TikTok thing where I was showing people how to do Morgan Freeman. So Morgan Freeman, I think anybody can actually do a decent version of Morgan Freeman. It might not sound exactly like him, but you can get to the point where you can you can do something that's passable. And you just have to start off really quiet because you have to think of it like building a muscle. So if I if you want to start with Morgan Freeman, you pick a phrase. And the phrase for me was, ah, ah, yes, ah, yes. This is my voice. Ah, yes. Now you bring it down to the deepest voice you can do. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. Right. Ah, yes. Now you wow. start to find the pitch. You go, ah, yes. Ah, well, there it is. Ah, <laughs> no, this is this is six months worth of practice. Ah. Wow. And then you go up and down almost lyric, you know, like melodically. It's, ah, yes. Ah, yes. Truth of the matter is that's what it seems to be. So oh you God. find, and there's a little bit, you know, a little bit of Southern sound in there. There's the uh, a Southern accent. Uh, there's, there's, you know, people like when you listen to Charles Barkley, he's got, uh, you know, Alabama, then he's got Philadelphia. He's yeah. got a lot of things mixing in there um, to, to create a, his own unique dialect. Every person right. has their own unique dialect. Like Robert Downey Jr. does this thing where he seems to be burping halfway through every sentence. OK, so I'm going to accentuate exactly what we're saying. Do me a favor, just enjoy me, because that's what you need to do. All right, okay. Um, but here's here's another thing. Watch this. Here's another. Thing. So, Robert Downey Jr. Okay, Robert Downey Jr. You bring it up and raise the pitch, and it's throw me a freaking bone here, please. Okay, and this is where this is where it gets even more interesting because, quite frankly, if you add some airiness, it becomes Donald Trump. Throw me a freaking bone here, please. I know what you're saying. This is tremendous. So it's, they're all, you know, you can find different things. I've heard uh, other people do this because sometimes people cheat them. And well, uh, you know, uh, Chris, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth, in here, in here, in here. But down here is Russell Crowe. I'm Maximus Decimus Meridius. <laughs> Are you not entertained? You know, so <laughs> there, there are similarities uh, that you can Dude. find in, in all these voices. Uh, I know you've you've put some things out that you've done with your daughter. Yeah, she's got some talent, right? She's very funny. Yeah, she's uh she's very funny. She's got this British accent. She does. Uh, she gets some other She's right. Yeah, she's fifteen now. She's very okay. funny. I she's taking um you know theater class and all the stuff that I. She's so confident though. I mean, like it, she commits right away. I couldn't do that at 15. Yeah. She, I, I mean, mean, I think it's Disney Channel. She's just got a lot of sass, you know. So I grew up, <laughs> I grew up, it was three boys, you know, three boys mm -hmm. and uh, old school, not super old school, but kind of an old schoolish Italian dad. Um, my mom, 
had almost no say in our house. It didn't feel like, you know, you know, it was just, you know, we all listened to her, but it was kind of like, I don't know, we're three rugrats and we just kind of were, yeah. you know, probably out of control most of the time. When you have a daughter and you start to understand that there's more in this world, you start to realize, oh my God, what a terrible human being I am. Right, right. I'm just a piece of garbage. Uh, and then you, <laughs> you know, and it shouldn't be right. It shouldn't be that you're like, oh, my son, they'll be fine. I'm like, I just gotta, I know I gotta, I, you know, what Chris Rock just got to keep her off the pole. You know, it's, it's <laughs> I didn't, you know, you yeah. don't understand that until you just, you, you, because there's so many different things my son is really, really smart, but I feel he's pretty lazy at times. I'm like, he's brilliantly smart, but I'm like, I don't see any laziness in my daughter. And I think that's part, partially society, right? Like women have to fight to get, you know, and it's not just women, it's, you know, ethnicity can determine this and yeah. stuff like that, but you have to fight to get somewhere. And sometimes we, you know, take somebody who looks like you or me, we go, oh, you know, we're just going to do it. We take things for granted. And yeah. uh, when you see your own child or friends and stuff like that, you go, gosh, I, it really opens your eyes. And you know, that's part of what's going on in culture, too. Um, I mean, all around. And I think that's I think that's a good thing. Uh, well, I know it's a good thing, but I, it's but people don't understand. You don't look outside yourself very much. And when you yeah. have kids, all of a sudden you have kids and you're like, oh, my gosh, what? look at all this stuff I haven't been paying attention to my entire life and just made assumptions. And sometimes you're like, there's nothing I can do to fix this, but at least I can yeah. be a good person. Um, and, uh, well, you know, Josh knows my daughters. I have three of them and they're in their twenties now. And I, over the last 25 years, you know, I've felt they've taught me so much about what a piece of shit I, I was when <laughs> I was younger yeah. and, you know, I just try to try to do better, but it is amazing. Right. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, my daughter works so hard and she's smart too. She's very smart. It's a different kind. She's more straight ahead smart, but she's very witty. And, you know, she's got crazy comebacks and stuff like that where my son is more of an outside the box, weird thinker. Um, and, she, you know, my, my daughter will hit you out of left field, but my son will be like four steps in a different direction where he'll have to explain the joke to me or whatever he's saying. And I'm like, that's okay. Great. I mean, that's, that's a bit too much. It doesn't work as a joke, but that does work for, you know, solving a, a you know, astrophysicist for problem. NASA. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. So, that's amazing. so, so, okay. So I, I got, it's just so fascinating. You get this, you get a voice, you get a phrase. First of all, do you listen to hours of the person before I you used start? To. You just... I used to, but now I don't so much. I can kind of guess. And a, a part of that's probably my laziness, which is where my son gets it from. Um, the, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I see. I don't even always do like dead on. I, like I think there's a difference between an impersonation and an impression. An impersonation to me is like somebody who's trying to be the person. They're trying to sound exactly like them. I try to be a little bit more of a caricature, so it's funny. You know, with a with an incredible voice, you can. This is what it makes you do. Oh my god, that's good. You, that's what you do. But you don't necessarily laugh. You might laugh at the beginning with, oh my gosh, that's good. But where are the jokes? That's where the take comes in. And that's where you have to blow it up a little bit. And, you know, Dana Carvey, I think is the best of all time. He goes full on cartoon character with stuff. Daryl Hammond is one of the greatest to do it exactly yeah. right on. And I like to be right in the middle and try and do the face and stuff like that. Do, do something, you know, that's I amazing. tell people with the face, it's the mouth. It, I call it the pizza slicer. There's a line across your eyebrows, a point down at the chin and it's a triangle. And 
whatever you do with your face, the mouth tells you how they talk and the eyes tell you how they think. So when you when you watch wow. a person's mouth, so we'll go an easy one, Donald Trump, right? So he, he does the fish, the fish face, like he's looking into an aquarium and mimicking the fish that shouldn't quite break it. And then you add the eyes and you're like, well, quite frankly, this clownfish, Nemo, that's all you're ever gonna be, a clownfish. So then you add, what's the take behind them? So if you get, and if you can have the look and sell the look, it's it, it's just as important as the voice. The voice doesn't have to be great. Watch watch people. That's why I don't like deep fakes. So many people are doing these deep fake impressions. Yeah. One, it's like the ultimate cheat. It's like, yeah. once you look a, like exactly like somebody, you your your brain hears the person because they see what the person looks like right. and it's a little bit of a cheat when you do it with the physicality of your own face but there's a there's some art to that too absolutely um, yeah exactly right? yeah yeah and i i think the deep fake stuff too uh, to be honest with you i think eventually they're not going to allow some of that stuff cuz people yeah, are going to start I doing that it's it feels like like because somebody'll try and do an ad somebody will try and do a commercial yeah where they're doing that. I, they, they've asked me to do that kind of stuff. They asked me to do AI commercials, um, you know, wow. to, and I'm like, well, did you get the permission from the person? Because if you're, if you're trying to, there's a way you can do things. You can do parody, there's parody. And there's, you know, if you do an impression, say you're doing an impression, you can, you can do that. There's, there's a way, like, you're not trying to say, I am this person, you're not trying to hide. But as soon as you try to deceive, and that's what you do with a deep fake. You're selling the person's yeah. whole, you know, you're selling their face. And they, yeah. the, the internet isn't regulated that much. So they're trying to do that in like video games, not video games, but in um, in apps and stuff like that. So um, I just say, no, I go one, I think it's, I, I think it's wrong. And I've been offered tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars to do this wow. kind of stuff. But two, imagine doing that to an actor and the actor's no. like, what are you doing? What are you, why would you... <laughs> Yeah, but even more dangerous, I I was like, you know, if people read stupid shit and believe it all, like, like Hillary's eating babies and all these people, wait till they see it and they can't disseminate that. Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, I need you to tell me something that isn't true to use an example. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Quite frank. Look at at, you both on that. You're both like, yeah, does he he believe this? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We can't. Caliendo's all Q. He's he's all in on Q. No, I don't even know what it was. I just I just know I heard that Caliendo with a Q. Yeah, yeah. I I just remember it's Tom Hanks and uh, was it Oprah? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God! The looks on your face is like what? 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 (laughs) Wait, we just we just went down a real hole here. This is getting real interesting. We almost went Alex Jones, guys. That's the problem. Oh, uh, God. They're turning the frogs gay. That's what's happening here. <laughs> do you, do, I would eat my neighbors. I would eat, I would eat my neighbors. Do you ever do work on impressions and then some of the mannerisms stick with you? Like become, you, you do it so well and so often that some things become familiar and you like enjoy it and you can't help but incorporate it. Yeah, it just happens. At, or, but my voice, people hear different voices in my own voice. Like I've yeah. heard people say, you just sound like Robert Downey Jr. If I'm pausing a little bit like this, that, that's not full RDJ, but if it did or Jack Nicholson, you know, if I get in here, it's Jack Nicholson. Yeah, you get a little glottal, it becomes your John Madden sound kind of thing. Pat Summerall. <laughs> All you know, they all 
depending on how I say something, people, you know, start to say, wow, you kind of sound like, but they also hear my voice in the impression. I, I don't try to take my voice completely out of the impression. One, uh, that's not my thing. I'm not the best at that. Um, and two, I like it to be a little piece of me. That that's that's the artwork yeah. of it to me. It's not. I'm not trying to do a photograph. I'm trying to make a painting. That's really what I'm trying to do. Did you watch Rich Little? When yeah, you were young? You know, yeah. It was mostly on the Muppet Show and the Love Boat. Okay. That's when I saw him. But yeah, yeah he was yeah. always guest starring on something like that. Now he was trying to do the person exactly, and right. it was very vaudevillian, old school style of doing it. I like, like I said, more the Dana Carvey, the the yeah. you know the '80s Saturday Night Live approach, where you did cartoon it up a little bit and made it a little bit bigger. You know, Eddie Murphy is the same way. You know, with the impressions he would do, so stuff to make it more fun and and have that take on the person. What's the yeah. take? Because if you just you know if you just have the voice, you're just going okay. You got the voice. That's great. You can do you can dub with it. But you can't use it anywhere. It can't. They can't get used in a sketch so much because the sketch is over in the first thirty seconds. Because you're just like, oh, the the writing has to be unbelievable for you to do a dead on impression. Yeah. And maybe I'm just not that good of a writer. So. Do you? Do you? Is there ever anyone that uh, was the hardest for you to get that you really tried, or was there ever anyone you were like, I, I just don't have this person in? Hundreds. If you haven't heard me do it, I've tried. I probably tried and couldn't figure it out. That's the thing. Wow. Is there's you know they. You just don't know. And maybe I could be working on it, you know, in the background, uh, you know, like if you have your windows open and you have windows open in the background, there might be some window in my brain working on it in the background every once in a while. Like I've been trying to figure out Peyton Manning and it's he's he's hard because he's nasal. The same thing with um, Biden is very nasal too. anybody who's got that nasal sound. It's uh, it's hard to replicate without like even pinching your nose. Wow. Uh, so with Biden, it's like, come on, man, you know, the deal, the guy, with the <laughs> I don't know. Like whenever I see Biden, he's like, I don't have to tell you, no, tell me you're the president, please just give me a clue a little bit, help me out here. And, uh, this is, this is, this is one of the things I've gotten with Joe Biden. So my Biden, and again, I come from just silliness on this stuff. Um, yeah. Biden is, uh, he's got the whisper follow-up like Trump would say, and everybody knows it. And like, nobody knew anything. And he was, and everybody knows it. <laughs> Yeah. Like, how does everybody know it? What is that? Is that hypnotic? What, what you, Biden does this. He's got the whisper follow-up and he'll say something. He'll be talking about the vaccines and be like, it's not politics. It's science. It's science. It's not politics. It's science. It's not the heat. It's the humidity. It's the humidity. It's not delivery. It's the journal. It's the journal. Come on. You know the deal. By, by the way, DiGiorno, the number one home pizza, number one home pizza of all time. What's a home pizza? Everybody knows it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one of those where the voice isn't 100% there, but you get it because of the take on the person, right? It's a good mistake that you get where it's coming from. Um, God, it's brilliant. Just brilliant. It is. It's really 100%. Do you it ever, really real is. quick, do you ever like, I, I have a, uh, a problem, like I will, uh, if I'm hanging around like, English friends. It's like an empathic. You'll start thing. to assimilate. Well, well yeah. yeah, and I won't I won't sound the voice, but my phrasing will be like, uh, you know, I I got a mate named Frank who I yeah. met at college at university. Yeah, I think that's um, something that um, happens to all of us. And um, yes, and um, that's my Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> I am Lake of Asgard. Uh yeah, so yeah, I think we all do that because you start to, you know, from people you're around, you hear it more. We start to assimilate to yeah. because we all 
in general, we all want to be liked, right? In some way, shape or form, even if you're a person who's a contrarian or something like that, you want to be liked by somebody. But, um, yeah. but we, we do that. We, we start to talk like if everybody talks a certain way, you don't want to stick out and not be part of the group. Um, right. Yeah. I tell my kids, I go, you're going to talk one way around your friends. You're going to talk another way around teachers. You're going to talk another way around parents and adults. And those. But you have to know, here's the thing. You have to know how to navigate those and play the game because that's the way it works. That's the reality yeah. of society, right? You, you play the game a little bit. Some people have to play a bigger game than others. But no, don't get mixed up. Don't talk to your teacher like you talk with your friends. You're, yeah. you're, you're, you're gonna, you yeah. know, that's that's you have to learn that. And some people, you can see the people who don't have that ability, um, yeah. and they wow. they get up in trouble. So, if um, you moved to London for two years, would you like go go full Madonna like by accident? Josh, you just Josh, start Josh here's the first thing you've insulted me. I'd be there in two minutes. Just kidding. Uh, no, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I remember going down south as a kid to Oklahoma. We'd all be talking like this. Let's go down to, you know, let's go down to the mud hole. My, 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 uh, my, literally we did. My, I remember my, my, uh, my, my, my mom's um, cousins raised hogs. So they'd all, you know, they go, go, go oh, down. Yeah. The, the pigs just, uh, you know, in the mud and we go swimming in the mud with them. <laughs> Why my parents let us do this stuff? Like, We're from Kentucky. We get it. Yeah, We're from Kentucky. There you go. I yeah. guess it's a whole different world. Uh, before we let you go, Frank, what what uh, what's your favorite movie all time? Oh, geez, The Natural's way up there. Um, the some of the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, including um, Endgame, uh, just because it was such a cultural thing a phenomenon with my daughter. She loves that stuff. My Fantastic. daughter, yeah, she broke her elbow a few years ago. And uh, I finagled her to meet a bunch of Avengers and stuff like that. She's met oh, Chris Evans, wow. who's yeah. Chris Evans ended up being a huge fan. He's like, "Oh my God, do some Madden!" And my daughter's like, "Captain America knows my dad." You know, crazy. <laughs> That's huge. That was on her thirteenth birthday. I was, I was the thirteenth birthday, and she's like, "This is the greatest day of my life." I'm like, "It's all down here from hill, down here from here." <laughs> <That's right. laughs> well, here was another crazy little thing. I give this other like Josh Brolin was there too. And Brolin had watched me, he and Oliver Stone watched me to get the W impression in the movie W. So I'd had, an, I'd had an interview about that. And he's talking about, it's like, you, he goes, you don't understand. I'm like, what? He goes, that movie was me doing you. I was like, really? Do I get any accolades for that? Can you tell everybody that? And he kind of talked about you. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, that's <laughs> it didn't have anything yeah. to do with the inner, you know, the, the actual acting. But he's like, yeah, Oliver and I watched video awesome. of you all the time. So um what was the other thing uh did i answer the question because i don't always get yeah, it. favorite so. movie the favorite movie yeah. the natural probably well, yeah the movie. natural yeah the natural's way up there end game is up there too um i'm trying to think there's probably some others but those are the ones that come to my mind just because they're so tied into me emotionally even if they're not my favorites they yeah. tie into parts of my life for most people most people have that thing where they have a song for that part of their life for me it's television and movies i mean seinfeld yeah. It was Oberman and um, Dan Patrick on Sundays on uh, the big show. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's when I was in college. So moments yeah. uh, like that, moments in time, they get frozen with those kinds of things for me. So, yeah. Well, yeah. we usually end with two questions. The first being uh, the movie, but I, and the, I I'm going to have gonna to answer break. really quickly. Is there, is there one more? Because my headphones are yeah. about to die. So ten, oh, I get 10 okay. uh, uh, Front row center to see anybody dead or alive. 
front row center. Oh, um, <laughs> dead or alive. Wow. Uh, glad your phones, your phones are running out. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping they do because I don't want to so, <laughs> Barry Manilow. Um, <laughs> he writes the songs that make the whole world sing. He does. Uh, who would I? I don't know. I don't really know that. I... I'm never. I'm not an audience person. I'm. I. I you know. I'm All amazed right. by things, but I. I. I've always rather been the person. You know. I, I was always the person kind of holding court. I, I'm a weird person. I get weirded out by people clapping for me and stuff like that. But I'm pretty good at going out and talking at people. I'm terrible <laughs> in groups in, in conversation. I'm trying to think. If I'm trying to think historically because it's hard if you say, if you're front row center. I mean. Listen, I, uh, way up there, maybe a Muhammad Ali fight. Um, yes. Way up there. Um, I, yes. yeah, I never saw Michael Jordan play live. Um, no way. Uh, yeah, I think that would be, wow. I think that would be up there. If there was, I'm trying to think if there was something musically. Um, I, I really don't know. Cause I, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, those, those are a couple things. I don't think that I, I couldn't tell you if those are my top because there might be something else historically, you know, even. Uh, right now, it's it's uh, if if I could bring my daughter, it would be Harry Styles. That's because that's all she, that's all she cares about. So yeah, usually it's a I, hypothetical. You can bring her. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, I've already got her to. I'm, I'm flying her somewhere at some point. I don't remember. No, the, she, he's actually coming to Phoenix. So, um, but she's trying to get there me to fly go. her to all these other places. I so, guess. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, buddy. Thanks so much. Thanks for joining us. Uh, what's next for you? Anything you want to? plug a little bit uh yeah i mean do we come out right away the podcast come out right away or when is uh the, yeah next week uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. no this week this week so uh yeah, yeah i mean irvine at the improv in irvine and levity live at oxnard california uh the uh 20 uh the 29th and 30th of october frank on stage.com uh for those so oxnard on the 29th or I'm sorry, Irvine Improv on the 29th, um, Oxnard Levity Live on uh, Saturday the 30th. And then I got some stuff out east, um, uh, Pennsylvania and Atlantic City, uh, Pitts Pittsburgh, Atlantic City and Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Those are, uh, I think, in December. So frankonstage.com for those. And just did uh, some things for uh, Peyton and Eli um, oh, for the... Uh, for the, for the uh, alternate broadcast. Did some stuff, not on the show actually, but talking about it so that stuff's gonna start airing right that's now cool. too so yeah that's really cool bud best of luck come back and see us again will you god this was entertaining you. thank you yes yeah, maybe you guys get a chance to ask some questions next time <laughs> <laughs> it's like walton Thanks. what is that a bird that's a pterodactyl <laughs> flying through unbelievable how great is this i've been in a closet for 25 years oh fantastic Thanks, thank Brian. you thank you buddy how awesome Holy. is that? I mean, I mean, come on, Josh. Uh, from the jump, I, I, from the I mean, get-go, it was like, on oh fire. my God. Uh, and and I, my stomach was hurting. There yeah. were times my stomach was hurting. Yeah. What a talented dude. That is, that. it's so crazy the way it jumps back and forth. What a fast mind. I mean, uh, and to, yeah, I, I'm glad you asked because he had to have just been, uh, you know, the cut up in school, making fun of I mean, all can, the teachers and all the, all his friends. Gosh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you, you just the way his and he talked about his energy. That's why I bet he yeah. 
enjoys doing Robin Williams because yeah. he's got, you know, he can match that energy like most people can. But that was, that was unbelievable. There were times I was no. just mesmerized. And I loved hearing the process. Just one little Me phrase too. and he starts with that. And then he said months and years to get someone right. That's, that's, I mean, he, that's, that's a lot of work. Art. That's a lot of work. Yeah, but I, I loved how he, you know, even he said, you know, I like to, you know, have a piece of myself in there because, you know, you feel like you're, and yes, of course you would, mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. said the but exact. It, it's amazing, though, that he can, he can contort his face in a way that, that when, when he's doing some people, it, it just takes them on almost. It, right? it is. It's like he... he must feel like he's looking out of their eyes, like yeah. morphs and he's got to, you know, not thinking about, oh, I don't want to look like De Niro. He must feel like he's De Niro. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, bud, uh, we got the NBA basketball season starting this week. Mm -hmm. uh, happy and happy NBA season. Hopefully uh, Phoenix Suns will do well again. My Phoenix Suns. Um, got any thoughts on the on the season? Um, I just can't believe it's already coming around. Yeah, again too. That's, well, we'll have plenty. We'll have plenty to catch up on next week. Recap yeah. the first week of the season and get back into basketball, buddy. That was fun. Yes, today. sir. That was great. Let's do it again next week on basketballnews.com. Please subscribe, rate, and review.